Hey, hey, friends, I'm Thea Charles, and you are listening to the Push or Pivot podcast. In this series, we discuss the path someone chooses when they are at a crossroads of their life. Do they push through the adversity or do they stop, reassess, and pivot? Our guest is Anne Shoshana Dechter, who is an author, speaker, and coach. She shares her wake-up calls that shaped her life today. All right. Welcome, Anne, to the Pusher Pivot. I'm so excited to talk with you today. How are you doing? I am doing great getting through this one step at a time like everybody else. Uh, Yes, I hear you on that. Um, I'd love for you to give our audience a little background on yourself. So I am a a professional speaker, I'm an author, I'm a coach, and I work primarily with women. I'll I'll work with men if they really want it, but I work with, let's just say, people who are on the journey and the path towards Mm self-actualization, and they they have, they've done the money route. They've done the addiction route. Sometimes they've done the, let me do everything I can that I think will bring me fulfillment in this physical world. And they come to a stage in their life, usually midlife. And they say, there's got to be more than this. Mm. There's got to be more. Mm Mm-hmm. And this person really has a drive and a desire to be the best that they can be. Hence the name of my book, You Aren't Here to Be Good, You're Here to Be Better. Mm -hmm. So, but the question is, is they're not connected to that voice within, right? the voice of the soul Mm -hmm. that is not talking to them, but is screaming at them wake up. Let me express my God-given potential and purpose, the reason that I was created for this earth. Yeah. And that screaming takes many different shapes and forms. It, we can up the desire for physical acquisitions. We can work harder. We think the new house is going to make us happy. We think the new car is going to make us happy. What I find very interesting is when I have uh, most particularly entrepreneurial men who are, who are coming to see me, they'll say to me, they'll come to me under the guise of, I want to make more money. But when we start working, what they're really saying is, is there's this empty hole deep inside and I don't know what to do. So I'll cling on to what is familiar. And what is familiar is I know how to make money. I understand that drive. Mm -hmm. I don't understand this empty hole inside that is causing me such angst and sleepless nights. So I'm not even going to go there because most people run away from the things that they don't understand. Yeah. So what brought you to this realization? Many, many Uh, wake-up calls from a very young age where I learned that your pain was your power. Mm. Can you take us back and kind of explain to us like how, like what was happening with you? What was a wake-up call? So, you know, 
I can go way back as to the time when I was eight years old, when I first felt I had no power. Mm. So my, my father, God bless him, may he rest in peace. He's gone many, many years, mm -hmm. but he always wanted to be a vet. Okay. And when he met my mother, his father gave him a choice. I can send you to medical school, I mean, veterinary school, or, I, or you can get married and support your family, but you can't have both. Right. So thank God he chose my mom because here I am. Woo. Yeah. And, um, but he always had that burning desire inside to be that healer. Mm. And no matter what he did, nothing could quash it. So when I was eight years old, he bundled us all into a car mm -hmm. and moved us from a city, you know, middle-class life existence in a city yep. to a farm. Okay. So there he could experience his passion or what he thought would fill the hole. Yeah. And did it? A lot of animals there. Right. A lot of animals. Uh -huh. A lot of animals that he could play with, touch, you know, Oh right. God, stories, the, uh, about animals. So, um, but what happened on that day is that I was established in my community. I was in a school, like a community school. Right. I went to, I walked to school with my friends. We came home for lunch, walked back, etc. So it was a really idyllic existence. Yeah. And I didn't want to go. Of course. And I remember the, the moving van came and he, um, I ran away. I, I ran away. I just started running and running and running. And he came after me and literally like a kitten, he grabbed me by the rough of my neck. Yeah. And he said these words to me, you have no choice. You have to go. Mm -hmm. And fast forward, I get married. Yeah. I'm in a very bad marriage. I married for 13 years. And what happens is I'm very miserable. I'm very unhappy. And I tried everything I could. And one year, my father comes to visit me. Why? Because he goes bankrupt in another animal venture. Okay. This time he bought a pet store. Oh, wow. <laughs> and he's coming to visit me in Florida, where I had subsequently moved to. And he's coming to start over. So here I'm learning about resilience and passion and purpose. And you never give up on your dreams. Right. And he drops dead in my house. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Wow. And I have to ship the body back to my mom. I have to make that terrible call. And I'm in a really bad marriage. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, I decided that's it. If he can start over at 52, mm -hmm. I can start over at 33. Yeah. And then I subsequently divorced my husband mm -hmm. and I'm alone with a three-year-old. Wow. And no income. Why? Because I was in a very successful uh, interior design business with my ex-husband. And when we divorced, I got the kid. He got the business. I thought it was a great equitable exchange. Mm -hmm. But I said, never again am I going to live somebody else's life? Never again. And I didn't care that I was alone with a three-year-old. I didn't, I just, I just, 
I, I, that, that pain became so intense and so strong. And that certainty that I deserve to have a life that lights me up yep. was my fuel. Mm-hmm. And so I went back to school mm-hmm. and I started studying many spiritual disciplines. Okay. And I, I, I studied education and of course Maslow's hierarchy of needs. <clears throat> and I realized that I'm on that, that, that path towards self-actualization, no matter what, that's where I'm headed. Right. That that's what it's all about for me. And it is a journey. Mm-hmm. And it's fraught with wake-up calls and it's fraught with pain and it's fraught, fraught, fraught with challenges. But I'm the one who chooses how I react to those challenges. So fast forward again, here I am. So studying, learning, acknowledging who I am as a person, finding out what my, pap- my passion and my purpose and my calling is. And people started asking me to teach. People started asking me to coach them. People just from being. So if there's one thing that I can share with people is just be you. Be your authentic self. Be the you that lights you up because we're living in such a world of darkness right now. That when someone sees light, they're like, (gasps) like it's like their soul is sucking in that light because they haven't tasted it and they don't even know what they're tasting because they haven't tasted light in so long. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's easy. Yeah, of course, because you really need to surround yourself with like-minded people. You need to be part of a movement. Mm -hmm. And that's why I decided was very important. That's one of the key things I teach people is surround yourself with like-minded people Because your level of enlightenment, your level of self-actualization, your level of consciousness will always fall to the lowest level in the group. I love that. I love that. How would you tell someone, like, now that we're in our time of, like, quarantines and social distancing, how would you, or what would you suggest for someone to find those like-minded people in the current state that we're in? So one of the things I've been doing is reaching out through social media. There are so many amazing people out there who are fighting, who are warriors to stay connected to the light. And they're out there and you go out there and you connect. And I've been connecting through, through business entrepreneurial uh, zoom associations, uh, women's groups, there are so many. Mm-hmm. And I, I keep one person leads me to another person, leads me to another person. I'll, I'll share an amazing story with you. Sure. Um, I was um, in a networking, a women's networking group out of California. Okay. I live on the East Coast. So someone introduced me and I said, you know what? Why not? Right? Mm-hmm. I, I've been Zooming all day. What's another Zoom, right? Right, right. That's another Zoom. It's only <laughs> another. So I, I get on this, uh, on this format, this platform, and I meet a woman who, like, I'm listening to her talk, and I'm going, oh, my God, I, I got to connect with her. Mm-hmm. So she was very spiritual, and she was very authentic, and she was spot on about her mission and her purpose, and that she was fighting for it every single day. 
by the way, that's another thing. I call myself a resilience warrior coach because man, we got to fight for that light. Right. We got to fight for that. And I, and I don't, I, I make no bones about it. I'm a fighter. I'm a scrapper. So, um, so I just reached out to her through messenger, just sent her, Hey, saw you in this, you know, networking group, love what you're all about. Let's chat. Right. And she said, yeah, I remember you. Mm-hmm. Well, that led into such an amazing conversation. Why? I am a, I am a spiritual, uh, I don't like to use the word guru, but I've been studying Jewish spirituality for 26 years. Okay. She is a fundamentalist Christian. Okay. And we ended up having the most amazing conversation, mm-hmm. finding our commonalities, yeah. creating a platform of unity, so much so that she has a TV show and she asked me to be on it. Oh, wow. To share the message, the, the message of unity, the fact that each and every one of us has a unique purpose, a God-given reason we're here and that uniqueness, unity doesn't mean everybody is the same. It means that everybody lives their potential, mm-hmm. grows into it. And in that uniqueness, uniqueness of their purpose, we come together as one with love thy neighbor as thyself as the guiding light. Yeah. And this, this is this is, it's the law of attraction in action. It's just connecting with like-minded people. It's drawing to yourself people who are fighting just as hard as you are mm-hmm. to stay connected to their purpose and to the light. Yeah. And, and being in a full stop right now, Thea, mm-hmm. is such a gift. If we can look at this as a gift, then we're going to have the time we need to figure out what is my purpose? Why am I here? What is the massive impact I want to make? Whether I'm a mom, whether I'm a gardener, whether I'm a female entrepreneur, whether I'm a CEO, a doctor, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. because you are so perfect and unique in what your purpose and mission is. You must manifest it in order to feel the fulfillment and joy that is your birthright and destiny. Wow. I love that. And are these the same themes that run through your book? These are exactly the same themes that run from my book. My book is a how to step by step to live the life that lights you up, to grow from good to better so that you can connect with that inner voice Mm -hmm. that is screaming at you, be the best you can be transform self-discovery just keep growing and moving into that purpose right. and steps and tools to get you there. Now, I'm curious, how would someone be able to quiet that ego that says, I'm not too sure you're on the right path? What, what would you say for that? Oh, I love that question, Thea. Like you're just like, that's a major few chapters in the book. Okay. And I don't, we don't call it the ego. I call it the bad guy. How do you like that? Like that, yeah. The good guy and the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And in the book, I talk about how, I don't know if you are, are able to remember, did you ever watch the Flintstones? I know I am aging myself terribly. No, I watch the Flintstones. You watch the Flintstones. Do you remember the little angels sitting on the shoulders? 
screaming at Fred or Barney, do this, don't do that, do this. Mm -hmm. That's bad. Do you remember that? Yes, yes. Okay. So think of the good guy and the bad guy as those two little angels. One's the angel, one's the devil, Mm -hmm. so to speak, on the shoulder. The angel is screaming, do good, be good, share, love, care, create for good. And the bad guy is going, listen, dude, do what you want, when you want, without thought or care for the pain and suffering you cause yourself or others. Just just do it. Live in the moment. You don't know when your day is done. No one knows. Just enjoy. Do what you want. Selfish. Taking. So we have those two voices within. We're born with them. Right. They're never going away. Mm -hmm. The job is to make sure that the, the good guy, his muscles are stronger than the bad guys. Right. And so I go into that in detail in the book is how to strengthen those good guy muscles, how to identify which voice is talking to you, because most of the times we're not even aware. Exactly. We're not even aware. So how do you identify who's talking? Mm -hmm. And now's a perfect time to get to know yourself intimately in this full stop Mm -hmm. and to learn the pattern because the bad guy has such a pattern. So I'll tell you another story if I may. Sure. So there's this one guy who, um, and the reason I'm telling you the story is because we have to be on guard all the time for this bad guy. Because bad guy is, it doesn't sleep, doesn't take time out to eat, vacation. This bad guy's job is to 24-7 steal your light, Mm -hmm. steal your hope. So there's this story of uh, a gentleman who is, who is an alcoholic, but he's a recovering alcoholic. And he, his wife tells him that if you fall off the wagon one more time, it's, it's game over. I, I will not be with you anymore. So he's going past the bar and he's like, you know, the bad guy, go in there, get a drink. You know, you want it. The good guy, no, your wife is going to leave you. This is not who you said you want it to be. You want to be a really, you know, caring, loving partner and go out. What do you care? It's only one drink. You can handle one drink. And this is going back and forth and back and forth. So finally he says, the good guy wins. And he says, no, I'm going home to my wife. Mm-hmm. Goes home to his wife. And she looks at him and she goes, oh, wow, you're, you're sober. This is amazing. And so, so she goes off somewhere and the bad guy whispers in his ear, good job. Now it's time to celebrate. Let's go get a drink. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, man. So I laugh every time I hear that story. Uh-huh. So it just, it just the, the bad guy is going to be there no matter what. He's going to find a way, no matter what, to steal mm-hmm. that light. Yeah. So our job, part of our job of, of, of uh, living here and having a really phenomenal life full of fulfillment and joy and impact and purpose and passion is to always monitor this internal dialogue and to know who's talking. Because when you can start listening more and more to the voice of the soul, the good guy, then your life becomes more joy-filled, more purpose-driven, more impact-driven, and you're higher and higher on that scale towards self-actualization. That's beautiful. Um, If you could give us one thing that you'd like people to walk away with from this conversation, what would it be? So I have, um, I'm I'm a great believer 
and I teach the power of the word. Words have such power. And as a matter of fact, I'll share with you a little uh, trivia. Any idea where the word abracadabra generates from? What's its origins are? No, I don't. Okay. Well, abracadabra is from the holy language of Hebrew, and it means I create as I speak. Oh, did not know that. I, everyone finds that an incredible little bit of trivia. Yeah. So if that's the case, if we want to have a magical life, then we need to really monitor our words and what we say. Because whatever we say, whatever we direct our intention to, whatever we direct our consciousness to, whatever we focus on, we create. I love that. Thank you. So... I always say that when you do the practice of identifying who's speaking and you figure out that your bad guy's got you, you need to to speak something different. You need to speak something positive and empowering and impactful. And this is is my favorite. I say this all day long. I teach this 24-7. It goes, I am a loving, caring, sharing creator. But you want to have that drink. I am a loving, caring, sharing creator. You don't have enough willpower to, to, uh, to, to stop from drinking. I am a loving, caring, sharing creator. Because this is your essence. This is your soul. This is what you were born to be. When you connect to that, when you reconnect to that by saying the words, then this is how you connect to your higher power. This is how you draw down all blessings and fulfillment so that you can live the light that lights you off, which is your birthright and destiny. Wow. Thank you so, so much. You are so, so So welcome. Um, How can people contact you? So the best way is, of course, they can reach me on social media. It's, It's hard. I have a long name. It's Anne Shoshana Dector. Or they can just email me at good to better numbers 2020 at gmail.com. And when they do, I will even be so happy to share with them the first three chapters of my book. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. I mean, listen, we're we're in all all this together. So it's good to better 2020 at gmail.com. Beautiful. And we'll make sure that that's in the show notes. So people can go back and find that as well. And Anne, I just want to thank you so much for being on the show today. Um, I know we're going to get a lot of, everyone is going to get a lot of value out of this. Thank you. That's, that's what we get to do, right? Is we get to bring value to the world, value to ourselves, because that's what lights us up. That in, in, the, in the long run, um, it, it's another little story is like when you think about the pharaohs of Egypt they they buried themselves with all of their worldly riches but we can't take that with us to the next world the only thing we can take with us are the good deeds and the acts of sharing and the value for good that we created in the world also so beautiful thank you so much you're so welcome what did you take away from Anne's story how can you be a light in the world I'm Thea Charles, and I hope you gained insight from this story and that you'll share this podcast with a friend. 
If you'd like to learn more about the Pusher Pivot podcast, visit us on the web at pusherpivot.com or on Instagram at pusherpivot. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe and join me next time on the Push or Pivot podcast.